Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm Chet Zar, your host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, today I've got a really great interview with uh, an artist named C. Saros from Switzerland, who I met on Twitter. Uh, been in a couple Twitter spaces with him. Is this thing on? Can't hear it that loud. Okay. Yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, cool guy. He's got really cool art. I didn't realize <laughs> until after the interview that he's in this really amazing band. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but I didn't realize how big they were in the black metal scene. They're called Shamash, I guess. Shamash. But um, I listened afterwards. I was like, geez, this is really, I don't know, a cut above. I thought I thought it was really interesting and really good. And I'm not really into black metal, but they're kind of like experimental black metal is what they're called, but really interesting. A lot of really cool stuff. Uh, different, different sounding. I liked it right off the bat. So I wish I would have known that before we started the interview, but he doesn't really talk about his band a whole lot within his uh, visual art career. So anyway, fun interview, really good one, really cool dude. Um, so that's coming up. I realized last week I forgot to read the new subscribers. So I, it's probably going to be screwed up. If I didn't read your name and you want it read, just let me know. But I'll read... Um, the list I have. I'm going to do it right now. So I don't forget if you want to join the uh, dark art society, Patreon and support the podcast. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash dark art society. And our new subscribers are Tony Buhagyar. I'm sorry if I butchered your name, Tony. Um, Lucas Nice, K N I H S and Lisa Sprite Hansen. Man, I can't see. My eyes are going. I need glasses bad. I have these reading glasses, cheaters, they call them. If you're watching the video, you can see. After my mom died, she had all these reading glasses around the house. So I got all these funky ass reading glasses <laughs> that I use. Oh, man. Crazy. Uh, so, okay. I got that out of the way to, to make sure I got it. Um, if you join at the $5 and above level, you will get an opportunity to win a free skull from our sponsor, the skull shop. That's S H O P P E skull shop.com. And you'll get a skull, something like this. If you're watching the video podcast, Great skull, right? I use it all the time. I was going to uh, draw the name out of a hat this episode, but I couldn't get get it together in time. And it's already like 7.20 and I got things I still have to do. It was a crazy day. I spent hours. I went and did my civic duty and voted today. Um, like everybody should because crazy people keep getting voted in. And when you've got crazy people making the laws, you get a crazy country. Anyway, I spent, you know, normally I kind of vote 
in the past, I've just kind of voted, not paid attention to the um, judges, circuit court judges or whatever's up, insurance commissioner and all this crap that nobody knows what they do. And I went, I spent like three hours. I went through every single person on the ballot and I researched them all and I picked all the right judges I liked and all the different weird, you know, city council members and, and, and all this stuff. So it took a long time though. It took a long time and it wasn't easy to find all that information, but I feel good about it. And if you don't think voting doesn't matter, then ask that dipshit Dr. Oz. He won by 3000 votes. He won the Republican primary. I mean, I'm not going to get into it anyway. Um, so I did that. Um, what else? Been shipping books. Same old story. I'm just, you know, 340 books shipped to the Kickstarter, which is great, which is well over half. And I start, and I'm kind of waiting to hear back from people uh, from the Kickstarter because I've just shipped to everybody who's gotten in touch with me and given me their new address. And um, so I started shipping the ones, the pre-orders from my website. So I'm getting those out also. So I guess you can get one. <laughs> I need to start promoting this book because it's, uh, you know, probably definitely one of the most amazing things I've ever been a part of or created or helped create. And um, it's uh, available at jetzar.bigcartel.com. But I need to get on some web um, uh, podcasts. Anybody has any recommendations for podcasts? I want to try and get on some, some kind of big ones and promote it if I can. Um, let me know if you know any good ones that might be good for promoting an art book just being disguised as a um, field guide. It's both really, but I, out of all the feedback I've gotten from the book so far is all really, really good. Haven't heard one bad thing about it. Not even one slightly bad thing about it. Everybody really loves it. So I guess the five-year wait was worth it as much as it, doesn't feel like it was to me at this point because it was just took my life over for five years but um something really good came out of it so um i guess that's all that's going on working still oh i got finishing tool posters those are taking longer everything takes longer i'm just too optimistic i always think i can do things faster than i can and, and they just take longer and so i just need to be more realistic with my timeframes, but those are almost done. Then I got to get to work on these zombie death bots painting for my show in October. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. Um, yeah. Okay. I keep feeling like I'm forgetting something. I don't want to forget something again. I did the names. I guess that's it. Well, if I forget something, I forget something. It's it's getting hard to do this podcast every week, I have to say. It's it's a lot. It's a lot on top of everything I'm already doing. And uh, I love doing it, but I'm wondering if I should go to like twice a month instead of four times a month, because it's a lot. <laughs> it's like a whole day ends up getting, you know, it's like the interview day ends up kind of screwing that whole day up. 
for other work. And then the editing and recording this ends up kind of screwing the second day up. So it's like two days a week kind of get messed up. It's not that it takes two full days to do, but you know, it's hard to get into a kind of rhythm of anything else when you have this other thing that you're trying to do or something you have to do that's going to take a few hours and then you're tired after. So I don't know. I'm going to, for now, I'm going to keep going and maybe just taking, take a week off once in a while and see how that goes. But it's not easy. It's a lot of work, but I'm going to keep doing it. Um, all right. I, I, I can't think of anything else to say. I think I covered everything. Um, go to skullshop.com, S-H-O-P-P-E. Enter at the, uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash dark art society at the $5 and above level. Every month you'll be um, entered to win a skull from the skull shop. And uh, next week, I'll, I'll pull that name out of that next week and we'll see. That'll be for last month. And then at the end of this month, we'll, we'll do another one. Okay, that's it. Let's get on with it. My interview with C. Saros. Okay, I hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. What's up, Chris? Hey, man, Chad. Great to see you. Uh, Good to see you. Lucky to be here. Fellow long hair. Fellow long hair. I had no idea. We're few and (laughs) far between these days. I guess maybe not in the middle in the metal community, but um, well, even there, they get fewer and fewer. I I think (laughs) it's not cool anymore to have long hair for a lot of people. That's why I like it, though. That's one of the things I like about it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not really like the typical metal guy f- for a long time anymore because uh, I barely listen to metal nowadays. I mostly listen to ambient if, if I listen to any music. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just like the, the aesthetics and, and guess it, it suits me. And uh, yeah, now they're getting less and less and I have to enjoy the time I have left with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it's like... I don't know. I've always had long hair. So it's my mom let me grow my hair long. I had, I think I had like one haircut that's on film on super eight um, film from like probably 1970 or <laughs> wow. I was three years old and I just was hating it. Like, eh, like just hating it, getting a haircut. And then I remember at some point my mom just let me keep it long let it keep growing and and it's just i just never really one time i shaved it in the 90s just to see what that was like other than that i just can't be bothered to cut it i just don't give a shit and um it's just the way it naturally grows to me it's like that's the way your hair should is supposed to be because that's the way it grows that's the way i see it yeah not that it matters (laughs) but you know it's like i don't know it's just i don't know i mean it I still get laughs all the time on the streets when people see me, like they, they point at me and really, especially a lot of children, actually. Yeah. They're like, Oh, mommy, look, this guy has long hair. Is it a woman or is it a guy? I mean, that's one of the, that's one of, to me, that's one of the benefits too, is that, you know, I, I never, I don't like, I like not doing what everybody else is doing. I just am like that, you know? 
Yeah, um, I guess we're quite similar in that <laughs> in, uh, regard. Absolutely. I mean, that... yeah, I've, I've, I've had long hair since, I don't know, since I started growing them when I was like 15 or 16 or something, and I never cut them since then. So mm. that was kind of my um, one of the symbols for, for me as a team to kind of break free from a lot of shitty things. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I just kept that because i liked it I yeah still that, like it yeah that was the i mean for me it was growing i was growing up in the 70s and it was like rock that rock yeah yeah rock was, was like the the that was our culture rock music you know like aerosmith and all these bands acdc and black sabbath and it was like it hadn't really gone to metal yet <clears throat> but my brother and all his friends had long hair especially my brother always had long hair. And so at that time I wanted to, you know, I looked up to my brothers. I think that's maybe why I started wearing my hair long. And then all the bands I liked had long hair and I just, you just don't even think about it. You just want to be like the things that you're into at the time. You're like seven years old, 10 years old, listen to kiss or whatever. And it's like, they have long hair, you have long hair. And I just, and then I would get so much shit for it. And uh, growing up too, that really? like, like, yeah because it was like still none of the none of most kids parents wouldn't let their hair grow that long and um and people always thought i was like a bad kid because i had long hair so so for me it was like i'm just gonna grow it longer then <laughs> if, you, if you're gonna judge me on that you know fuck you so it was kind of like a way to just sort of say oh you're wrong and i'm gonna have longer hair so fuck you and then yeah, I, just, yeah. I guess kind of kept that attitude, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a bad attitude, though, is it? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Not necessarily. So anyway, talk. let's talk about you and your art. So so we met on Twitter. Right. We met through NFTs. I've been bringing more yeah. NFT <laughs> people on the podcast because that's kind of what I've been getting into lately. And, uh, and I'm discovering all these new artists. So I think it's cool to open up the Dark Art Society to a lot of artists that aren't talked about in the, gen in the regular normal community that I you know, only knew about until I got onto NFT Twitter. And um, so, yeah, and we've been on uh, Twitter space twitter spaces before and got along well and you do cool dark digital artwork and and playing a metal band so it's like you know perfect perfect reason to have you on the podcast so thanks for coming <laughs> on me, it's really an honor seriously like um i gotta say i i didn't know uh you, you were the guy who did all the tool stuff uh, before before I saw it on Twitter and uh, I think you liked one of my posts or so and I checked out your profile and I was like fucking hell it's it's that guy and I mean I, I knew the art but but I really didn't know a lot about like the person behind it and and uh, yeah started checking out your stuff uh, and and like your activities and in, in the NFT space and, and uh, I was super impressed like I mean I told you like 10 times before uh it's super cool what you're doing for the space and and that you're like you know caring about small time artists like me compared to to what yourself like to your career and stuff and uh yeah i, I think like it's super cool and and uh, more people should do it in your position and oh, well, there I are some appreciate it yeah there, there are some i feel like not all of them of course but some yeah at least. there are some but but i feel like um 
more of a responsibility to do that in the dark art community because it's already so niche and, and small that, you know, we need it more than other people in a way. We need to like uh, support each other because it's such a small community, even though the more I'm, you know, the, the more time moves on, the bigger I realize it is. It's just, you know, it just seems I'm just used to thinking it as this kind of minority art movement, but it's kind of not becoming that in a way. I think it's spreading out. I see a lot of people who see us now as the cool kids and they want to like change their art to come like they're thinking, oh, my art's not dark enough. And they want to like come in the scene. And it's like, that's all good because, you know, I feel like, you know, dark artists are kind of like tattoo people in the, in the way that they're not, they've been so judged so often that they, they're, they don't, they tend not to judge people that aren't, don't have tattoos as much, you know, they're like more open to just being friends with whoever, or, yeah, yeah, you know? Right. And so um, I feel like dark art people are like that too. Cause we're, we're used to being marginalized. So, so we're open to having people come in and totally cool with all types of art. But I mean, um, as long as it's like, as long as there's like a certain uh, honesty behind it, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I don't, I hate, I'd hate to think that someone is changing their style just to fit in. Right. That's not that, that's like the kind of bad thing about creating a group identity. You know, it's like initially we're doing it so that we can kind of survive and thrive with each other's help. And then it gets to a, I mean, this is like kind of the, the, the way things go you know so it gets bigger and bigger and then it becomes more mainstream and then people want in and they start trying to fit in and it's like no we don't want that <laughs> we don't want but people I, you should I, do I what you like want you should do what you're feeling and if that's happy art i'll still love it and we'll still be friends and we'll still support each other but you don't have to change yourself to, to be friends with me as an artist basically i guess absolutely and and i really gotta say like I don't know. I've collected stuff on 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 uh, object before, uh, which was actually not not dark at all. Just right. uh, because there was like, you know, I'm, I mean, I I don't even need an explanation for myself. Like, it yeah. just you like I, what you like. I, it just resonated with me, and and like good art is good art, no, no matter what the style is or the genre or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. if there's like something that resonates with me in some way, then then I like it. And uh, yeah, I mean. I don't really give a shit about what what the label behind it is and and uh yeah i absolutely agree people should absolutely not just like you know try to fit in anywhere or or change their style or whatever they want to do just to you know be more successful i guess or whatever the reasons for that might be but it's certainly not the right approach yeah i just i i that's it's just not what i imagined it to be about, you know, it's about authenticity. And, and I just hate to think that someone feels like they need to change to be part of the crew or whatever. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. But authenticity is really the word, isn't it? I mean, I mean, in the end, like art should be an expression of, of, of yourself or like aspects of yourself and, and, and uh, yeah, and, and reflection to your environment, I think. And, and if it doesn't, fulfill that purpose then there's no point in doing it because then it's just like it's just a shallow activity that you do for the wrong reason and it's not going to bring any, right. anything fulfilling you yeah you're, or you're not and you're not going to add anything to art history or the art 
world at large. Without even, need, of course, yeah. You know, like uh, I think we we're, I think that was in this thread that we're in together, in that dark art thread we were talking this morning about, um, weren't we? Or maybe I don't know if you were talking about. I was talking about it with somebody about how we were talking about Andy Warhol. Was that where you? Yeah, in? yeah, a bit. We all, we were also talking about the AI thing. I started. Yeah, oh yeah, that. Yeah, the AI, the AI thing, and um, I forget what my point was now. I mean, you. <laughs> I was going to make in, a point <laughs> during the discussion. I think your point was that um, you know that it it doesn't like the, the artwork itself isn't so much dependent on on where it comes from uh, as long as as like oh yeah, as long as the image is as long as it's good art, right? Know? It's like, and that's that's you know having the eye. We were talking about AI art, and I don't remember what my main point is, but anyway, since we're talking about this, we'll just go on to this. But uh, we we're talking about AI art and whether it's cheating because it's, you know, you don't have right. to have the skill. But I was trying to make the point that it's like the skill is seeing what looks good and knowing that something's a good piece of art. And, you know, it doesn't do it for me. Like to me, coming up with a prompt and then creating a piece of AI art, even if it's totally amazing, it just wouldn't be satisfying because I like painting or mm -hmm. creating. I like making it. I like the technical part of it. That's fun for me. And so it wouldn't fulfill me, but other people, I mean, I see stuff that looks like it's purely generated from AI and I just think it's amazing. It's like, I think it stands I, on its own. Yeah, it's I, so I, cool. I'm seeing I feel like I'm only seeing that by now on, on, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. on, on Instagram, on Twitter, every, everywhere. Like everybody's trying it out. Even the uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, artists in, in this space. I mean, he's, he didn't really join the space big time, but he had some NFT stuff going on, uh, which is Necro. Oh, Spain. yeah, this stuff's amazing. I asked him to be on the podcast. I mean, fucking hell. Actually, and, and, and he, he said his English wasn't good enough, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, right. You told this stuff is before, so good. Oh my god, so inspiring. Hell, I mean, it, he's such an original. His his style is like just one of a kind. You you just know it, it one in a million. You just see it right away. And <clears throat> and he, he started doing AI stuff. And ah, fucking hell, I mean, it's it's mind blowing. And, and the way and, he's doing it is really different, or it's cool. The way I mean, it's not. I guess maybe it's you can, not. As, you still see that it's his. Yeah, because he's he's really great. And he's cutting things out and making all these layers and fitting them together to create a composition from these all these weird elements he's rendering in AI. It's really right. fascinating. And uh, and I think that's that's like the the right way. I mean, right way in, in my opinion, I guess, or or the most right way you can use that <laughs> stuff. Right. And I my my question today was uh, in the chat uh, actually because I um I was planning or Oh, that was you. Yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah, that was me, right? That was you. <laughs> I was planning to to just uh, uh, experiment around with like a little collection of like maybe twenty pieces or so, uh, which are, which would be based on on purely AI stuff and like similar kind of uh, avatars or characters uh, in in kind of a Giger skull style. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, I was experimenting around a couple of days ago with 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 those keywords and that came up and i started doing variations and it was just like fucking hell one after another is just genius and <laughs> and i can't stop creating these and or, or generating these and and i thought like fuck man i gotta do something with that and and i started uh using them as alphas uh, on 3d oh, so cool. basically like 
the the result was basically like it looks like an embossed plate basically right. mm -hmm. and that's uh, cool yeah yeah i i loved how that turned out and i i started playing around with that a long time and and uh yeah i was asking myself like how can i still incorporate the original uh as well as the 3d piece for each of these because it would be a pity not have to not having the original as well in the plate mm -hmm. so yeah mm -hmm. My basic question was, what do you guys think about minting uh, original uh, uh, AI pieces without any any alterations yeah. to it? Even though there would be a second piece, which which was an alteration, of course. Yeah. But uh, it's still like, yeah, it's basically it's one click, and and there you go, and there you have it. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of different opinions about it. It really depends on your perspective about art and what you value. I think you know everybody's yeah. Kind of right for me it's also like kind of the question you know am i doing something wrong with that because uh it's too easy really, yeah it's too easy it's it's cheating like that's right. how it feels again and but but but, uh, but people but, gonna think and I, I shouldn't i shouldn't think about what people are gonna think because it just really doesn't matter or it yeah matter. <laughs> and uh you know aside from the fact that there's a whole group of collectors that just likes it you know, I mean, but, um, you know, the thing is, I think what I think of is like, you know, where do you draw the line? Because people, some people are anti-digital art, traditional oil paint. There's a lot of people in the traditional yeah, painting true. scene. They're like, it's not real art. It's not physical. It's not real. So it's like, they're drawing a line there, yeah. but, but I, that's, it's, it's not about whether they're right or wrong. My point is yeah. that, is that, okay if you're doing digital art and then saying AI isn't real art that you're drawing a line there. And it's like, so it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you either you have a line you draw or I guess you don't, but, but you can, you know, there's all these things like using a, you know, tracing an image to get it on a canvas. There's a million things that people don't think is real art because it's, it's too easy or whatever. But I, 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 again, I go back to what satisfies you as an artist and if it's a good yeah. If, if it satisfied you making it, you love it, you think it's amazing and it's a great image, then it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's art and it's, and it's good. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way I, I see it. I mean, that's probably a very healthy approach and, and I'm probably going to take that with me after the chat. <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean i would i would just fucking hate not doing anything with these pieces so i'm yeah, probably exactly. gonna do anyway yeah exactly what happens and and if some people come up and be like oh why are you starting this shit now as well or whatever i don't i mean i, I don't really need their judgment anyway so. yeah and if it's an issue with a collector you could always say well look at here's the piece i used with my 3d the way i usually do stuff like you're yeah, saying right. you kind of have both bases covered on it but i just love that it's 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 just incredible just the technology itself but the idea um that it's it's forcing artists to push forward and go further because like yeah, for me, yeah, for me it's like you know i made the a comment i think it was last night or yesterday or something like how inspired i am not i'm not really inspired to to do ai art as much as i am I have thought about like using it just as an idea generator, just to paint. Cause mm -hmm. I just love, I love painting and stuff, but, um, but I do, I love digital art too. So, so, but, I, but the thing that um, inspires me, I just get inspired looking at stuff like 
that's something like this has never existed before. Some of this AI stuff is like, even though a lot of it's starting to look the same because people aren't putting the same effort in all, all the yeah, time yeah, cool. and there's a look to it, but, but some of it is like, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like it. And that inspires me to, to push further with my art. So it's like, you want to go, I feel like, or not you, but I feel like I want to go deeper with my art and more creative because I'm inspired by what I see AI art doing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really, it's the same for me. I've, I mean, first time when that Wombo app came up, like, yeah, right. we were all having fun in the chat and, you know, right. <laughs> we were having a lot of fun making fun of this shit because right. it was really just like all the, all the people who have no clue about art or, or not doing anything in, in, in that way just started using it and and started put up stuff on uh, as nfts as well and yeah. you could just in like a second like okay you, ju you just use this fucking app and and now you think you're an artist or something like that which is like one of the downsides i guess it's, for, but, but for the, that's the, that's the thing it's like there's that side there's that way to look at it and the other way i try and look at it like uh sub uh, uh objectively and i and i think okay you know, I spent 20 years getting as good as I am, you know, working hard to, to get mm -hmm. to be able to create the, a painting or something. And someone with no experience, no artistic ability whatsoever can just go on and create a piece of art using AI. <clears throat> but using I'm, your name as a keyword. <laughs> right, right. True, true. But um, as we've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was have. so funny, by the way. <laughs> I just saw that by random, like like I was typing my own keywords in, and and I suddenly saw like a guy <laughs> typing Jetsar. What the fuck? That's how that's how um, famous you are. <laughs> <laughs> but well, the point I was gonna say is that's kind of a good thing in a way too. It's like it's not. It's you can look at it that way, or you could look at it as like, wow, art has opened up for it's for everyone now like everyone can partake in this amazing thing that only few of us that have taken the time to learn about it can and i think art can just be such an you know a life and enriching experience to create it and so um i think that's kind of a good thing that anybody can do it um and you know but the but there's, there is the other side and there is the, <laughs> and there is the idea about, you know, losing value of the traditional stuff in the same way that like, like music now is it's yeah, like right. music now before an album would come out, it was this big, it was on vinyl, it had a gatefold, amazing, all this information on it. I mean, when I was a kid, I'm talking and it was like an event when an album came out, you went to the store you bought it, you sat down and listened to it. Yeah, right like along it with the experience. lyrics. It was an experience. Right. It was like an afternoon and it was amazing. It was the same for me, basically, when I got into music with like, I don't know, like when I got into rock and metal, mm -hmm. like 14 or 15 or so, like for me, that was, those were like the big moments in my life back then when like a new album came out from a band I really loved, which was yeah. like, yeah, I don't so know, exciting. I would are like they going to do it this time? Are they going to do right, a good one or right. is it going to be bad? You don't know. And it's like, and it's right. good. when it's good, and it's like, oh my God, it's so cool. You know, just life changing. And, and nowadays, like, 
I think the, the, the technology and, and the streaming especially took a lot of that magic away from, from how music is produced nowadays and how right. it is handled and how it is, how it is uh, you know, um, seen by, by the public and, and a, by the business as well. That's the thing I was going to say is that now with technology, that there is a version of AI for music. It's like, it's, it's actually right. easy. You could spend half an hour on GarageBand and write a song because there's drum. You could like push a few buttons and get a drum beat going and you could play a single note and it does a whole scale yeah. and chords and you don't have to really know how to play music to create music. And now there's a lot more music, uh, just a lot more music needed for, um, you know, content for intros to YouTube videos and this and that. And, and it kind of has created like a, you know, that and um, streaming. Overflow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like a, lo a lower sort of lowers the value of. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In a way. That's what I, that's what, I, so what my point was in the discussion earlier today about the AI stuff. Like, I think there's always, there's like the more there's an overflow of something, the, the more, uh, like uh, its value gets lowered and and uh, i've seen that like dramatically happening to music uh, during the past 10 years yeah and yeah. um now i feel like the, with with the ai art coming coming big time now i think i fear that something like that might happen as well and some to some degree but i also like i've been very kind of i don't know a bit frightened by the whole thing the, the half past half year or so but uh, i really have to kind of let go of that feeling because i mean you can either as i said before as well in the chat you can either adapt or you die and, right i mean it's better to adapt i guess and and you know the te technology is here and it's not going to go away again and better use it and and right and create something cool out of it and, and just let go of the bad negative stuff that comes with it yeah, just find find how find the good in it basically, and what yeah right because it because it it could it could spur on something that you've never would have thought of, that's totally amazing, that you never I mean, I, never I, would have I, thought of in your so whole much life. fun. I really have to say it's so much fun using this shit. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it can be so such a creative process, and it's fucking addictive as well. Like yeah, that's what I, I keep hearing. I started creating like generating these the like once you get into it there's no stopping you i really had to to stop myself like telling myself <laughs> fucking hell you just gotta step away from that again now. otherwise it's just gonna eat up your whole creativity right. for a moment but i mean yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and there's a lot of po potential in it uh for people like us i guess and uh, yeah, there's no point in in, in uh, getting in, into the whole resentment part because that's what I've been doing for the past I don't know five years in in the music business because that's that's getting so fucked up and and I just completely got devoured by that feeling of um, no matter what you do it's not enough anymore uh, right. no matter how how little you earn people still think like you you're a fucking rock star or whatever and mm -hmm. and they still don't appreciate uh how much fucking big effort there is in in this whole thing nowadays and and how much you have to give in for getting so little back at least financially right. and yeah I it's mean, ridiculous and then people are starting to to you know um judge you because you had the thought of being able to make a living out of that at some point which i was at least part wise and uh, still am 
but uh, yeah, I mean, people come up to you and, and tell you like, well, it's your own fault if you thought you're, you're gonna, you know, you, you can make a living out of that. Just get a normal job like everybody else and do it on the side as a hobby. Fuck no, it's a fucking job. Yeah, you is. consume it every day, like on, on, on your uh, travel to work and, and like when you're home listening to your stuff and, and you don't give a shit how it's made as long as you can consume it for like a couple of cents a month. And, and people like me are fucking starving to death because of that. Uh, I mean, that's not the case, but I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. figuratively speaking, and, and uh, it's just a pity. And I mean, th there's a lot of resentment in that, uh, which I carry around with me every day. And, and it's just not healthy. I mean, there's nothing you can change at the end of the day. And, and it's better to just, you know, focus on the positive, I guess. You kind of have to. You know, the, 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 the things that it's like, like, again, it's a mixed bag. It's like the old ways of doing things is fucked up, especially yeah. particularly with music and it's not going to work anymore. So, but, but there's all these, you know, you could release music so much more easily. Now you can get your work out yeah, there. True. You there's so much. You don't more even have to have a label anymore. Yeah. You, you can, can make it all by yourself. Yeah. Basically. You can, and you can make an album with a, a MacBook or anything, a laptop and make a whole album with just you. And it's like, that's kind of amazing. And there, and you could get every guitar sound possible. You know, there's plugins for every sound. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's so, so it's absolutely incredible in some way how easy it got. But also, yeah, yeah I mean, there's always you can't make sides. any money. <laughs> it's hard to make any money. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend of mine who was uh, again, he's the guy who onboarded me into NFTs and helped me out. Oh, uh, what was his name? I, I I still didn't check out his stuff actually. Oh, you I mean, oh you'll love it. It's great. Uh, it's called his jo he's Josh Breckenridge, and um, the band is with our arms to the sun. It's really good and amazing. Listen to it when we're done with our arms to the sun. He was play he played damn. me some stuff from their last album, and I was like, I can't believe it sounds as good as like Tool's last album, like recording quality. And he did it all himself because he was a recording engineer. And he, I, you know, he, I think he, I think all the drums he programmed and, yeah. and it just was like the, the, but the quality was just amazing. It's, and he did it all in his, just with his own equipment at home in his garage, you know? And so that's amazing. But we were talking about how hard it was for bands to make money nowadays. And, um, you know, he, he was talking about how, you know, some bands have to, big bands have to like pay to get in festivals, like a lot of money, like tens of thousands of dollars to get in a festival and a music festival to like headline for a band. No, that's, that's new to me. I mean, it used to be like that with touring, but for getting into a festival, I mean, maybe, or, or maybe for touring, maybe he was talking about touring. I but mean, I, yeah, probably, but that's like, like crazy. To, I never yeah, knew that, that. That's what I did in 2014 on my first tour as well. We paid like, I don't know, 7,000 euros to get, to get the tour bus uh, seats, um, I mean the, the. But I mean, the, you had to pay. Did you have to? Stuff. Did you have to pay to get the gig? I'm talking about like paying the promoters no, to get on no, the bill. It, I mean, I, I guess it depends on how you see it. I mean, what we pay in the end, what we paid was just like the you know, our our uh, bunks in the tour bus and and the driver of the tour bus and everything else. Yeah, I that, guess. That, I, that's a way of paying. But the, but to have right. that and then having to pay 
Yeah, the, there is really is fucked up. Pay to so play wrong. tours. Yeah, it's and terrible. then you have like ten uh, small time bands paying their their asses off to be on that tour, and they play for half an hour or so, and then like the big bands come, and no one gives a shit about the small yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a fucked up business, really. Yeah, it's yeah, it really, really is. But you know. That's one one thing I know that Josh has talked about a lot is the the um, the opportunity to monetize used through NFTs. Whether it's like, you know, there there is this. I know there's a lot of talk about music NFTs somehow yeah. making it possible, and I think it seems like it's going to happen at some point. Nobody knows how yeah. it seems like, but at this point, you can if you're also a visual artist, you can create visual art and then you can put your music on it and that's kind of a way of making the art unique and selling your music in a way too you know a weird roundabout yeah, way absolutely i'm actually still surprised that um at least to my knowledge like there's not really much happening still in in that regard yeah yet. right everyone's talking about it but no one's really yeah, right. done it yet and i've seen like some bigger bands starting getting into it and like they put out one or so and it didn't work probably because it wasn't established well enough in, in like the for the, the people who don't know shit about this stuff and uh right. yeah i guess they just dropped it again but um i've had some plans for one of my bands which which would be a great fit for for this kind of stuff because it's like synth wave mm. and um i love that stuff yeah fucking hell there's so much to discover in that world as well but it would be a great fit um for the nft space but i just i at the end I, of the day i just couldn't start another fucking project i mean yeah right I'm doing so much at the same time by the way that's probably also the reason i i got confused about the time again <laughs> <laughs> second time in a row it's so hard to coordinate it's so hard to coordinate no actually around. it's really easy you just I'm, have you, to i yeah, I'm used to it now because I have to do it a lot because of the podcast, but I still get screwed up. I still get screwed up all the time with it. It's like, especially because you guys use like 1900 hours. I'm like, what the hell is that? Okay, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I have to count down that because we don't use that that kind of time. We go PM. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> so it's so it's just like very confusing. But so, so what, what, um, you know, you, you create like, the dark digital 3d art is, is kind of not your, only, your main not only. thing that's, i mean that's it, it that's, always that's all the stuff i've seen in in your in your nft stuff is kind of like darker 3d type work most of them i got one series on known origin uh which is purely photoshop 2d based based oh, on, cool. on on photographs actually uh of which i'm quite proud and happy with uh that stuff but but those pieces are so time consuming like one of them takes like i don't know three weeks to make right and um i only did i think six of them so oh far. is that the nameless yeah right yeah yeah that's great that's i did yeah I, I totally forgot about that you're right that's the first stuff i saw from you actually was actually that? it was the one of the first of, of one of them was the very first i minted as an nft and then i burned it again and minted yeah, it somewhere else and burned it again like it just didn't work out and and they they're still super like, cool i love them i think they're so thanks cool a lot looking. man yeah i love it love it i i still like that stuff as well but uh i don't know still still didn't sell much of these yeah they're but, really uh, really psychedelic too i like that you're mixing yeah, yeah. psychedelia and dark, it's like dark psychedelia 
Yeah, I, I would say that's that's a good description. Right. It's like stuff that I've seen when I tripped before, when my ego <laughs> was breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess uh, it came from from like such a place for me as well, probably. Like the whole fractal kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it too because you're using it's just very forward thinking. It's like it's it really captures kind of the like the dark psychedelic experience, but it's also use use it's very it's not shying away from from being looking like the medium it's created in, which is digital. It's not you're mm-hmm. not trying to make it look not digital. You know, I think that's cool to just like lean into the medium you're using and be yeah. like, you know, it's digital. It's and that's cool. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to look like a painting. It doesn't have to look scratched up or whatever, or like a photo. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of an approach I actually use in, in my 3D stuff, like the dystopia stuff, uh, the, the monochrome stuff I have on yeah. the foundation. It, that, that, that's more an approach of I want to make it look as real as possible. And right, right. Like old photograph style. I've, d- well, I've done but... it too. I've done it too. I just, I, I've, I think there, I've done it to where I've like run like, uh scratchy film filters because i think it looks right but but um i do like i like the pure digital approaches yeah exactly it's like depends on what you're going for you know um so so what's look talk about your you know well talk about you you're in switzerland right which seems like a really super cool place to live but i don't know it's it's i've heard the the only bad thing i've heard about is expensive very expensive from what i've heard well, that's a very true fact. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the five expense, most expensive countries to live in on, on the whole fucking planet. That's crazy. But at least no you got job. you got like a, a healthcare system that works. Yeah, but uh, I pay a lot of insurance every month. Like we have like a, a mandatory insurance system where you have to like there's different places you can sign up for that to pay it and they mm-hmm. all basically offer the same thing more or less but they vary uh, greatly in prices oh. some of them do a cheap shitty job and some of them are expensive and do a better job of course well, sounds kind of like here <laughs> yeah i mean at least we we always have to you know like the safety net so to speak uh if if i don't know if you need to call an ambulance or something like that and or need to go to surgery and it costs like thirty thousand bucks or so then you are safe uh you probably pay if if you have the shittiest offer you probably pay like up to two thousand five hundred francs on your own Mm -hmm. which is about the same more or less in dollars and and the rest is taken care of yeah, so, so it, won't, it won't wipe you it's, out. It's never going to be life yeah. ruining in yeah. Switzerland, yeah. which is a big, obviously a big and, and, and a very important difference to to the, you guys' uh, yeah. healthcare system, which is quite fucked up. I'm, it's I mean, so it, fucked up. <laughs> it's still beyond me how this how uh, how like this still can be the case. It's so fucking strange, really. Yeah, it's well, it's like you know, it's a minority um, of uh, it's a minority. Yeah, I, know I don't want to get too. Mean. I don't want to get too too yeah, too yeah. into politics, but it's like the minor the, the minority party is just won't let it happen. Yeah, yeah. for what for I a, mean, lot, a lot of reasons, but um, for now. But I think at some point there, you know, their luck is going to run out. It's yeah, not going to last yeah. forever. I think and, it's uh, actually it's worse because they're 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 they know, that's why they've tried to 
stop the election from happening. It's like they're it's yeah, des- yeah. total desperation because they they know Absolutely. that their days are numbered because the people are the world is changing. And what is the saying like? Um, what was it? How was it? Um, like a wounded dog is barking the loudest or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is, I, I probably said it it's, it very makes, wrong. It like makes the, total, total, I know exactly what you're saying. It's, and I think it's right. true too. But so anyway, you, uh, you, you, you're from Switzerland. You, you grew, you've been yeah, there yeah. your whole life. And Absolutely. were you into, when did you start getting into art and all of that and weird art too, you know, dark art? Oh, you know, uh, I remember your documentary when you when you uh, told that story about um, going to the store with your mom wearing masks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much did the same thing. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be so much in, into masks, like Halloween and stuff. Was yeah. always, even though it wasn't really a thing in my childhood in Switzerland, mm-hmm. like McDonald's had like their their crappy... Uh, latex masks mm. uh, the happy meals or something <laughs> and it was halloween but it was like there was not really it's still not really a thing here apart from just like the media and stuff and right. halloween parties or shit um but yeah i was super into that kind of stuff and uh i was fascinated by masks i started drawing i don't know i can't remember when probably when i was old enough to you know hold a, a pen mm-hmm. i've Growing my whole childhood basically and um that was my always my my big thing to go to what i was spending my time with as a kid mostly and i, I was super into comics as well comic books okay marvel yeah, stuff I, you, were stuff your like pa- parents you're supportive no not really no I mean, they liked the drawing but um i don't know like in switzerland it's it's a very it's it's a very how do i say that like it's very different probably compared to the states when it comes to um um i guess following your dreams when it comes to careers and stuff like that here especially during that time still it's gotten a bit better by now i guess but back then it was just like the rule for everybody either you go to college or if your if your uh, grades aren't good enough then then you just do like an apprenticeship when you're done with school um, around 15 or age of 16 and that's just the way either you di- do this or do that and and there's nothing in between basically right and, um, i mean yeah there there, there w- wasn't many options to uh, pursue this kind of artsy kind of um, way of making a career or something like that and my grades weren't good enough for that anyway like doing it the proper way right. and um, i don't know i never really had a clue what I wanted to do when it come, came to like learning a job and um, because everything just seemed boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but art would, you know, if that was an option, you would have been there, right? That would have of been. Course, of yeah, course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that's one thing about Switzerland that seems kind of screwed up is that, and maybe it's different now, but even Giger, who is like, the god of us all into this kind of art uh, yeah. was not really respected in Switzerland, not on a grant on a great scale like he, he should is have been. Nowadays. Yeah, he is nowadays. Right. I think more or less. I've been to the museum twice, by the way. Oh, cool, cool, fucking awesome. I bet. But um, yeah, I'm, you're absolutely right. I think Switzerland is one of the best countries when it comes to uh, what's that saying? Another saying like um, 
the profit in your own country thing. Right. <laughs> Don't uh, recognize it. Is, yeah, right. And it's Switzerland is is like probably one of the best when it comes to that because it's always been like that. And and um, with music as well, I think like there's fucking Celtic Frost who basically invented black metal style and and uh, did a lot for the extreme music scene. Mm. And uh, in Switzerland, they were really not recognized that mm. very well. And so weird. Yeah, but but I don't know where that comes from, really. We well, have- it's like that's like the uh, that's kind of like with the invention of rock music. It's like America had the blues with the, with the real blues guys, the black blues players, yeah. and the you know people in the UK discovered that stuff, and America hadn't. The mainstream of Amer- white America didn't discover the blues until the Rolling Stones and bands like that and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Kinks and all these all these rock bands. The Beatles brought it back to America, like showed Americans like we're we're making we're basing our music on these blues players that came from your country and you guys don't even listen to it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like a weird self hatred thing. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> might be i don't know like <laughs> although like with switzerland i think it's more more of a uh, there is a very conventional way of doing things here and and like there's the normal way and there's the unex, unaccept, unaccepted mm. way and and i guess you're the outcast either or you're the normal guy that's mm. um, yeah, weird like i i always 95 think percent of... of the people are the normal guys obviously yeah i think of you know switzerland is just this super kind of liberal place but it sounds that's kind of a no, conservative no, perspective no, no, no. no uh not at all i mean in the, in the area <laughs> i live we have uh more of a left-wing go uh, uh power going on here in my area uh, probably one of the more progressive areas in switzerland but there's a lot of places like a lot of these, you know, small town farmer kind mm. of rednecky kind of attitude, and and uh, they have a lot of power in Switzerland. Still, it's so interesting, and, yeah, it's interesting. It's like I mean, it's, a, it's the same anywhere. And I know, and I know. That's what's so weird. It's just like yeah, people are just and Switzerland people. is yeah true. <laughs> but uh, Switzerland has never been like a white widespread. Um, uh, country for for art i guess right even though there's there's like gems absolute gems and uh, also in philosophy and also in in poetry and and um psychology of course but uh yeah it, it was all, always we even have the fucking guy who basically discovered lsd haven't we oh that's right <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't i forgot he was swiss yeah yeah, yeah he, like he actually came from basel as well um amazing thing, uh, one of my band members, uh, he works in, in, in a laboratory, uh, his day job. And uh, one time he, he actually worked for like a couple of days in the same uh, laboratory, which was used by Hoffman to when he discovered LSD. Oh, how cool. <laughs> That's a cool story, actually. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like apart from, from those gems, I think, um, yeah, I mean, saying in, in Switzerland, saying to people like I'm a musician and an artist and they basically think like, oh, OK, so you're a guy who doesn't want to work and uh, probably gets money from the government. Wow. It's like art support or whatever. That's so weird. That, 
Yeah. Every time I'm looking for for uh, apartments to rent, uh, I always have to tell them like I'm I'm a multimedia designer or something like right, that. Right, right. You can never ever tell that you're a musician because you're never ever gonna get a place to. <laughs> well, you you do uh, like uh, client work and stuff too, right? You kind of do commercial yeah. work, some, but it's like I do a little bit of everything to be honest. Yeah, I mean, is that just? You support yourself by just kind of doing whatever you have to do within what you do. That sounds like a prostitute. <laughs> That's what I do, man. That's what every every artist. No, I know absolutely, does. absolutely. That's what I'm doing, basically. I mean, um, by now it's gotten a bit better, but I've had I've had definitely had uh, one or two years, uh, especially one year where I really had to. Um, basically had enough money to pay the rent at the end of the uh, of the month and then had no clue how to pay the, the next rent yeah that's the story of my I've life these, yeah well <laughs> i guess a lot of artists know it very well yeah and it, it's not cool but um by now it's gotten a lot better and i'm very grateful for that and and i just found ways i, I guess in in that uh regard i'm, I'm i've grown to be become a, a survivor i guess because yeah, right <clears throat> everything is still better like everything you can do on your own is still better no matter what you do than working for some asshole you you hate yeah and i've done sure. that for like 10 years and and i'm fucking done with that i'm not gonna return to that ever yeah and uh so yeah i'm i've, I've started doing uh, skull carvings and bone art stuff like that a couple mm -hmm. of years ago yeah i saw that those are cool yeah thanks man i've i've stopped a little bit doing that stuff because there wasn't so much um so much uh you know requests in in the past year but um yeah i still like doing that i did one for bill ellis actually as a gift just oh, cool. uh, as a gift to say thank you because um uh, he supported yeah. me a couple of times oh really yeah his stuff's awesome i i'm trying to get his attention some way because i want to get him on the podcast but he doesn't yeah, follow, follow hell, me. Really I don't think to. I don't think he knows knows me at all. So oh, that's a shame. I mean, I mean, I would still reach out to him. I mean, by saying he supported me a couple of times, that's probably way too much, like way too too uh, overspoken. But uh, <laughs> when I when I discovered his stuff and he was making a post about NFTs and and I contacted him and and asked him a little bit about the whole stuff because I had no clue what to do with it. And uh, yeah, he was really kind and and oh, that's and, cool. Answered right away, and he's he's always doing his um, those competitions, which which right. are fucking cool, and and that's his way of supporting, you know, anybody who's who's into the space and who's trying to do something. Right, and I think that's great, and and uh, yeah, people in his position, I think, should should do should do more to help small time artists as well. And yeah, that was my way of of saying thanks for that. That's I cool. To him. But yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm going to do for, one for you one time as well. <laughs> I love it. I love I've I got lots of bones around here. I love bones. We all love bones. So how, yeah. how so what, you know, I don't know if this is too, uh, so funny. I keep getting notifications. See Saros meeting in five minutes because <laughs> <laughs> we started earlier. That was my phone going off earlier oh, too, was, right, was, right. was getting ready for that uh but um so i mean what's your what is your if you don't mind 
me asking, I'm just curious, like how, where are you making your money? It's like, cause it's like me, I'm like, I'm probably 75% web sales and, and which is prints and merchandise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And probably, or maybe, maybe 60% web sales and 30% commissions and gallery shows maybe so what about the nfts and then the nf well the nfts have been yeah that's only been like for the last four months though that's been i mean i'm sort of I just like getting 50 percent or so yeah yeah i mean i wish it to you it, it's it it did really well until i minted this last one and i haven't really got any action on it because it's like i i came in when the market was still kind of hot yeah, and yeah. so i set this price of three point one five ETH that mm-hmm. the, the last two sold for, which was a lot. And so now the market's down, but I can't, I don't, yeah, I feel I like I can't, yeah, I don't feel like lower, lowering my price is a good idea. So I just no. posted it at that price and, I, and I'll sit on it because I got other ways of making money. So I don't feel like I've fully done it long enough to really count it. To me, it's mm-hmm. like extra, it's extra money because um, it's just so new and I haven't really factored in everything. It's yeah, not yeah, something yeah. I can count on like the other stuff. It's like, I know I can make a certain amount for my website and stuff. So do you have like a percentage of how much you're making where, cause you're obviously you're making the ends meet your ends meet and you've yeah. got music and you've got your, your NFTs and you've got your album covers and you got this bone art. So Freelancer like- bone stuff. Um- <laughs> social media management for a band as well oh okay so so there's a lot of stuff and 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 um i've got some shops as well <laughs> really what do you, what do you, it just what sounds do you mean? ridiculous like uh online web stuff you mean i mean for, for for the bands of course and also like the i got my own saras shop with like a couple of shirts shirt right. designs and stuff like that but that was quite quiet more or less but yeah i mean I'd say it's it's mostly um, more or less half half uh, with band and and um, the design stuff. Hmm, okay. It used to be like it used to be like seventy five percent band, I guess, before wow. COVID started. That's yeah. that's I mean that's pretty successful. Well, yeah, I mean it's not too bad to be especially honest, as, but... as hard as it is to make it as a band. I mean that's yeah. pretty, pretty major. So is it from touring? mostly from touring and the web shop i'd say and and um yeah i mean nothing from streaming obviously right yeah <laughs> streaming rates are absolutely r- ridiculous really so but uh, we yeah we get some good royalties i mean i get some good royalties by now as well from the label um past two years or so started to to kind of kick off a little bit oh good what's the band? Always- the, what's the band's Sorry? name What's the name of the band? Uh, that's the big question now. Huh? <laughs> or you don't want to say it? You don't have I mean, to, I but it's you, just... I, I sent you one of the albums. It's it's called Shamash. It's it's just promotion on the... Uh, that's all. It's like a, it's promoting the music to an, uh, an audience that would probably like it. That's why I ask. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, it's up to I, you. You don't want to say. I know you have a thing about... Oh, I, I said it already. You probably uh, overheard it. Oh, okay, okay. How do you, how do you say it again? Now I'm going to make it called Shamash. Shamash. Okay. What does that right. mean? Uh, it's a Babylonian sun god. Oh, cool. 
basically i mean it's 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 got different like uh kind of interpretations and roots and stuff as it always is with with mythology right but yeah that's like the, the basis of it and uh um yeah it's 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 grown quite a bit over the past 10 years but it was a long way as well and uh um i, I could imagine you you would like some of that stuff so so you it, have it's very diverse like it's it's very it's got uh, couple of different sides to it different um experimental styles and uh yeah i think i mean you being all into tool and stuff like that i mean it's not nearly as progressive as tool obviously or technical but um it's it's got some of these vibes as well and uh i, I definitely check it out yeah i like it yeah i will for sure i mean you uh <clears throat> what 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 how would you categorize it um yeah what do most people how do most how do most people categorize it put it that way not what you would categorize it as the label always categorized it as as avant-garde black metal oh okay that's experimental black metal something like that that's cool okay yeah i mean i I like a lot of the uh i just am not I'm not that into black metal because of the the a lot of the vocals. I'm just I can't get, I can't get past the uh, the the. I can you, understand that, and it's like, but and, uh, there's and a it, lot of clean vocals as well. You st- you sh- should still check it out. I know, I know. It's like usually almost ninety nine percent of the time, someone will send me some black metal, and I'm like, the music is great, and then they start singing. And I'm like, to me, it's like, <laughs> it just sounds like. <sighs> it's like it's like just like in in injecting static in and it's like i get that it adds it it matches the feel i do understand that it just doesn't it just seems like a wasted opportunity to me because it's monosyllabic it doesn't have much melody and it's like it could be adding another layer and i'm just like such a melody person i'm very you know i was raised on like pop rock and roll music from the yeah, 70s and right punk you're stuff from the t- 80s just like one generation b- before that kind of stuff. totally yeah 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 it was like you know i was into iron maiden and and that kind of metal uh, you I know what i mean iron maiden still like one of my god bands really yeah they're amazing um acdc and stuff like that but that's not really anyway but 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 uh uh you know we I'm actually all, played I'm... in la just uh before covid like, oh really a couple Where? of months before COVID started to hit, uh, we played, uh, I Where mean, at? not directly in LA. It, it was uh, Santa Ana, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, that's like Orange County. Was it Santa Ana? Fucking hell. I think it was. That's anyway, kind of like, like the it, conservative part of LA is Orange County. Really? Which is funny. Yeah. I was told it was more like the Latino uh, area there. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I, I mean, it was, it was quite close to the to the to all the ports, I guess. Okay. Like the yeah. beaches. It wasn't it wasn't Long Beach. Yeah, not really. Let me just check. I'm just you know, L.A. is gigantic. It's so huge. There's so yeah, many yeah, t- so many different parts of it. But well, you're gonna have to hit me up when you come out again. If you guys come out, I think it was the first and the last time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't go over too well or what? I mean, it it, it went great actually, and oh. the response was insanely good as well, and it was a lot of fun. But uh, the 
the working visas is just a fucking total oh, insane really? nightmare seriously like it was absolutely hell to get that stuff for oh, just yeah. one show and we were there like four days or so <laughs> we had to go through so much hassle and we paid like i don't know 40 4 000 bucks or something oh my to god get that's ridiculous seriously it was so bad and um yeah that just basically destroyed all all um you know all uh motivation to ever do that again right and i guess you can always just uh, try to get into the country without without the work work visa as a tourist but you know if 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 they cover it up then you got a lot of problems and yeah yeah and then you'll get kicked out not and never be able to come back again or something or yeah you don't want to mess with that stuff no. Oh, so so that that's that's an achievement. I mean, my son is a drummer. I don't know if you know my son. Son's like a drummer, and um, I saw one, one. I saw a post uh, one time. He posted with like a video of his band. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, yeah. I mean, he he's he's in a bunch. You know how it is. He's in a bunch of bands, and mm -hmm. um, he's touring with the English Beat, that eighties uh, eighties UK band called the the Beat or the English Beat, and um, okay, what? the you know the english beat that or they were called the beat in the uk they were like they had a bunch of hit songs like you probably well i don't know i don't know how old you are but but they're popular i mean people know their songs like uh are they're from the 80s yeah they're from the 80s and he's touring with them wow yeah yeah <laughs> he he's the youngest in the band <laughs> they're all young the, there's only one the only main oh, really? the only guy in the band is this is the main singer guy you know and he's old <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah. So it's all a bunch of young guys at him, but, um, but he's, you know, he, he's a, that's how he makes a living. It's like, he'll do when he's not in, playing uh, on tours and stuff. He'll, he'll do like odd jobs, like working at a, you know, cleaning weed. He knows a guy who's got this, this <laughs> place where they just like, which is now know, legal right? trimming. Yeah, yeah. Trimming weed and stuff. But um, you know, that's his main thing and, and and it's 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 a really difficult living it's really difficult yeah. but but he's he loves it he just loves it he loves playing so um you know but it's great that he, that that it's possible to do it like mm -hmm. i mean yeah it, it takes a lot from you but also it gives you a lot of freedom and and i value freedom much more than than you know security or whatever and right and to me it wasn't a question i've worked for like seven years in a row uh for, for two different assholes i just fucking detested man i just <laughs> fucking hated everything about them terrible what people. kind of work what kind of work was it oh it was the first one was in a guitar shop oh man the yeah one was more of a male uh, like like a mail order guitar shop like a big time thing one of the biggest in switzerland hmm. and the boss of that place was just fucking oh, a nightmare really like ah fucking terrible and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah after i was done with that I've, i just told myself like there's no way i'm ever gonna go back into that world again no matter what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna figure anything out and, and it's gonna work out and and it did yeah. it was uh, sometimes it was a close call but uh yeah i mean that's i always uh motivate people um to to try and pursue that freedom if if they want to go that way and if they have like the you know the means and the talent to do something like that in, right. in any kind of artistic way you just pursue that and i mean if you don't then you're probably going to hate yourself for not trying it 40 40 years from now or 20 years from now so 
Yeah. I, I, I know I would. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know people. Yeah, totally I know. The best advice I can give. Yeah. I know people who worked in effects their whole lives, hating it, not being into it. And then just, you know, didn't, didn't do anything. It's like waited for their retirement to come around. And yeah, it's like, you're going to wait until the last few years of your life to do what you want to do. It's yeah. Like, right. And, and then you're, you're so fucked up by that job life, by doing <laughs> that fucking same thing for the past 40 years that your body is just probably gonna shut down as soon as, as he, as it knows, like the time has come, like right. <laughs> your thing is fulfilled. Now your purpose is done. You worked your whole life and now you can fuck off. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not how it should be, man. Absolutely not. Yeah. So how did you, uh, uh, okay. So you, that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. You've been able to do that. So um, what, what, where does the visual component come in? Have you been doing that the whole time? Like visual art along with No, no, not at all. Actually, that's a funny story. Like I, I went to, um, I started a shitty apprenticeship when I was 16, I think. And uh, I canceled it after half a year because it just didn't work out at all. And uh, then I started. Um, what, what, for what apprenticeship for what? Um, it, how do I say that? Like, fucking hell, I don't know the job description. Like it was a uh, interiors um, decorator, we would call it, I guess. Oh, okay. Going into people's homes, like, putting uh, carpets on, yeah. on the floor yeah and, yeah uh, interior decoration stuff like that and yeah okay yeah i fucking hated it and and people were awful as well and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i guess i just don't do very well with bosses yeah but, yeah um yeah then i canceled that and i wanted to go to art school which i tried but before the apprenticeship uh, i tried to get in but uh, i didn't didn't get in because i guess i was too bad or whatever and um then I tried the second time and I got in and I did that for two years. And um, then I just had like a kind of a mental breakdown around 20 years old and just had no clue what to do with myself. Got in like to like a deep de depression hole. Uh, I was just pretty fucked up by that time. And um, then I started a, a new apprenticeship after I found myself back into life again more or less, and I uh, started working in that guitar shop, uh, which was kind of uh, already the time when I like started to to have a band like more serious in a more serious way. I've, I've had my first bands in a, since I was 16, I think. Mm -hmm. And by the time of 20, I knew like that this was kind of the thing I wanted to pursue, even though it was kind of pointless making a living out of that. But I, I just knew like that's what I have to do like that's what I want to do that's the only thing I can do right apparently right yeah yeah and uh, that, like there was a lot of passion and fire burning for that stuff and um so yeah I thought like told myself like if if I need a fucking job then at least something that I can that is related in some yeah. way to 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 music and and that was the only thing I could found, find which would make sense and uh, yeah, I've, I've actually learned a lot from, from, I think I was there for four years and uh, the guy who owned it, it was just me and him and he was such a fucking prick. Wow. <laughs> but he also was like a professional musician at, at the side as well. Like he had uh, the shop and also his, his music career, mm -hmm. which, which was really bad, <laughs> but he always thought like, 
Like he, he always thought he's like the big shot or something, which right. doesn't mean shit in Switzerland, <laughs> playing with some shitty pop acts or shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I've, I've, I've learned a lot from that time. To, I've, I've learned a lot to, you know, stand up for myself and um, uh, dealing with customers all day, which, which oh, is yeah. just fucking horrible. And I've, I've learned a lot of, you know, um, self-consciousness and, and pushing through and, and learning to say no and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, after that and, and on the side, I just made music and, and developed, worked on, on my band, started a new band uh, by the end of that apprenticeship, which is the band nowadays, like my main band. And I knew when I started that, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to become serious. Like I'm, I'm going to do everything it takes to make this work. And so I did. And I guess it worked out to some extent, at least. And uh, by the time of the second al- album, I think it was that band, like 2014, around something like that. Um, one of the designers I've worked with on, for, the, for the artwork of the album which is actually a fucking great designer. Um, you really should check out this stuff. And it's called Metastasis, his project. Okay. Uh, he's from France. Um, you'd fucking love his stuff. Oh, he's, he's send, one of me, send me a link when, when you get yeah, a chance. I will, I will after the chat. Yeah. I even thought like asking him if, if, if he knows your stuff. And he, I think he would make a great partner to, to join oh. the chat as well. Oh, cool! Not in the in the NFT aspect, <laughs> but definitely about art in general. Right. But anyways, like um, he kind of motivated me to to um, he may be a good deal about an artwork, and and I just didn't have enough money to pay the layout, and I just said like, okay, you're gonna do the artwork, and I'm gonna make the layout, the rest of the layout of the, for the album uh, out of what you're doing, and I had. I pretty much had abandoned all like visual art stuff by by that time and and it was like really starting anew completely. I mean, I, I've worked with Photoshop for quite a few years back then already, just you know playing around and stuff, but nothing serious. And yeah, that that layout was basically like the first thing that got me back into visual stuff, like like figuring all that shit out and mm-hmm. and uh, making it work actually. And uh, he said, like, at the end of it, he said, yeah, well, you did a good job. And, and that gave me kind of the motivation to, to start thinking again, like, maybe that's something I should, I should get into it, uh, get into again as, as like a side hustle or whatever, it can't mm-hmm. do any harm. And I did. And a friend of mine from another band in Switzerland uh, asked me for a t-shirt design and for a logo design. And figured that stuff out and that was kind of the way like things got rolling hmm. and yeah there's like more people came and uh, a lot of friends came for jobs and that's how it developed over the years and then i guess like i don't know like four years or so three four years back i started being more serious again about like i started to do these nameless pieces mm-hmm. yeah those are really cool yeah, I mean, those were the, kind of the start for me to... to oh, the nameless are the, the Photoshop ones. Yeah, right. Which are really cool, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's these other ones that you have that are really... Another series, too, uh, that, that I thought it was... Never mind, keep going, keep going. 
so yeah i mean that was basically the start for me to to i had no idea how how, how i would make money from that stuff back then mm-hmm. I did and this is just design and, stuff. and this is photoshop only you hadn't you hadn't been doing 3d yet right no no i started 3d like uh roughly two and a half years ago or so i think oh wow yeah, that was a big journey, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I remember when I was first learning 3D. Yeah, like, yeah, you know it. <laughs> you make sure. I mean, back then it was even worse. I can imagine. Very yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. It's a lot I, worse, probably. It's it's, but it's still like just your brain feels like it's going to explode every day when you're learning this stuff. Too, <laughs> I mean, too much to I remember. Felt, too much to remember. But uh, lucky, lucky enough, there's all those YouTube tutorials by now. Yeah, yeah. You can basically find a tutorial on how to open a file in Photoshop or something like that. There's a tutorial yep. for everything. I know, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and that's how I really learned that stuff. Like, out of some whatever mood I thought at some point, sitting at home in front of my desk, like, ah. Uh, what is that 3d thing about like i saw these bill ellis pieces and stuff and i thought like fucking hell that shit looks amazing and, yeah um, this stuff is so cool i mean i've been into video games all my life but i never had any clue how this stuff is made and and um so i started getting curious and and i just started following up some some basic tutorial on on youtube and and what program uh, blender because it was free. Oh, okay so you're is that and what you still... do most of your stuff on yeah absolutely that's what i, I mean wanna... by now i that's what i, I, I use use eventually it's fucking awesome man i mean there, it, it's very complicated and very not user friendly i would say especially not beginner friendly but yeah yeah on the other hand like which 3d 3d program is beginner friendly i mean no, it's yeah all, it's like none of them are user friendly <laughs> they're yeah, all right complicated it's like i only know lightwave which is another weird one obscure one but it works it's just yeah they're, they're all complicated i just i like that blender has so many more resources because it's a free program so there's just yeah just tons of videos out there to learn so and also it basically it, it, it can do anything like it, it right can do sculpting, it can do rendering it can do um you know composition and everything and video animation rigging all that kind of stuff yeah. it's, it's basically an all-in-one but it, everything it does it does very in, in a very complicated way when when other programs are probably much easier to use and, and yeah and like better in results like zbrush for example yeah that's is, zbrush is probably the most user-friendly and even that one for is sculpting is, it's yeah insane. yeah um, and i've gotten into it like a year ago so a bit how long and, how long were you studying blender before you felt like you got pretty good at it like how long did it take i still i I still feel like sometimes i still feel i have absolutely no clue about (laughs) the program and and i just have my little workflow that that i figured out by by those two years now and and everything else i just keep my distance and still afraid of it as fuck but um (laughs) you know i don't know like i i can do some stuff and and i feel pretty comfortable with with certain things um and then there's other things i i really have no clue about and i've tried them a few times like fire animations and shit Mm -hmm. like that yeah and and they just never work and it's always like like something doesn't work properly or like described in the tutorial or anything and i'm just like anytime i try this stuff i'm just like fuck this shit (laughs) i know it's so frustrating yeah but i guess i mean 
I don't know, I'd say about two years or so, or, or at least I got pretty good at sculpting quite quickly. I started to sculpt a, a human skull, like uh, sculpting it from a from a, an, an anatomy model I, I own. Mm -hmm. And that turned out pretty good, I guess. It took me like a couple of months to, to get it done. And it's actually still the base model I use for most of my stuff. When I use skulls, yeah. it's still the same model. <laughs> That's I mean, cool. I always rework it in a bit, like a bit differently, but I still use that very same model, which is cool, I think. Yeah, I do too. So, and, so how did uh, you? Yeah, how did this? So, how did this translate into NFTs? Yeah, like I mean, for me, it was kind of a funny coincidence that I started to get into three D uh, right about. Uh, to me, I've, it was kind of. Um, a good preparation for getting into the, the nft stuff even though that wasn't like i've never heard about that before until after one year later or so after i started 3d and and that was just a very good coincidence if you believe in coincidences that i started that same thing just before COVID hit right and i basically just at the very fucking exact right moment i started uh, basically developing a, a, a new business model for myself to make money and uh, when the, the whole band income just vanished from one day to another right which was insane by the way like it was i was frightened as fuck for a moment yeah and lucky enough on by the way lucky enough uh uh the swiss uh government put up great support for for art for artists oh, when wow. covid started which was quite surprising considering yeah. how <laughs> how conservative and, and non-artsy Switzerland can be. Right. <laughs> I was really surprised by that, uh, positively, of course. I'm super grateful for that. But uh, yeah, a moment I got, I got really frightened about how, how I would pay my next rent and stuff. Right. And um, then, yeah, that NFT thing started and, and it took me a long time until, uh, you know, I got some sales, like a couple of months when everybody else around me I felt like was already getting rich. <laughs> it was just like, uh, I, I started it uh, in March uh, 21. Okay. Which was really just the peak when, when people could sell like photographs of, of their, I don't know, toilets for like 2000 bucks or something like right. that. I mean, just absolutely bonkers. If yeah, you think about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing and, about, that's the thing about one, I'll, I'll let you keep going in a second, but that's the thing about um, AI coming in, you know, and it's like low effort and you could sell it as an NFT. Some of the stuff people sell as NFTs are like stick figures. So it's like, it's the, yeah. it's the same kind yeah, of yeah. low effort and Absolutely. those things sell. So it's like, why not make something that looks like, yeah, something. at least it looks cool. Anyway, continue, continue. So, yeah, I mean, I started uh, the NFT stuff in March 21. And um, yeah, it took me a couple of months until I got my first sale on Tezos, I, I think. Okay, and you started on Tezos? No, I started on, on uh, Ethereum, but okay. um, just started trying uh, a lot of different things and nothing seemed to work out mm -hmm. for a long time. And um, it was all very random, though. I didn't really know what to do with it. And, and just, you know, as anybody else, trying trying to figure shit out. How come you didn't give up? I know some. I know a lot of people that have tried and just oh, worked out right a, away. And they just gave up, never went back to it. 
No, I couldn't. I couldn't have lived with that. I, I hate going <laughs> up seriously. But yeah. I'm one time, I, I started getting into screen printing, and I bought a lot of fucking <laughs> seriously expensive equipment around 2016 or so, I think it was. And I wanted to start like a, a t-shirt uh, business, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was just impossible to do. Really, like. I've, it took me like a couple of months until I started being able to print a couple of shirts, but they, it was just, I, I just couldn't do it. It just didn't work out. Yeah. And, and I hated myself for that. Like <laughs> that moment having to admit to yourself, like, okay, you were just not good enough for that. And, or you just didn't have the skills and you put all this money in and now yeah. you have to sell it and, and just, salvage the last couple of bucks you can from that from it's that the, failure that's how it was with my my band because i had a band for or different variations for 10 years i was trying to make it as a musician that was like my focus from 17 to i don't know 27 or late 20s or whatever and it was so and that's a long time man. i know i know and it's like that must you know, have been a bigger pill as, as well yeah yeah it was so painful because I, I mean i i thought that the music it went through like a lot of changes and stuff but you know i still think the music's really good and i do i uh had a, uh it was like right before the internet though it was like it was a really weird time i mean i guess we could have and it was not in line i guess with what was going on it wasn't grungy enough maybe or something but uh, <laughs> but i mean I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jello Biafra liked it a lot. The singer from Dead Kennedy. Oh, really? That, that's one of my claims to fame is that I gave him our last uh, album. And he told me it was really, really good. And he was like, why didn't you, you know, like he couldn't understand why we broke up, why we didn't have, you know, have we're doing better. And I was just like, at that point, we had a manager and it was just like, just not working. It just wasn't, it's just like nothing musically the stuff was i thought the stuff was really good and um songwriting and the playing and we had good players and stuff but it just nothing clicked it just didn't you know when you're doing something and it's like the thing doesn't happen you know yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've had enough successful things happen in my mm-hmm. life to where it's like you can see when something's clicking and you're moving right, forward absolutely. and then with the band it was like it would, you know, you'd get all these opportunities, you'd play cool shows, but never like a really cool show or a really something that you're like, okay, this is going to be it. It just, everything felt like, it felt like the timing wasn't right. It felt like a lot of things, but, but when I quit, it was so, it was like the first time I ever really tried hard on something and failed is what it was actually. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, yeah. never even thought, but because it's like, you know, I tried to get into a makeup effects right out of high school. And I did that and became successful in that. And um, so it was like, I was used to making it happen. And then it was like, I had this other thing and it's like, right. uh, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And I mean, I could have kept going, but I felt, I was like, it's been 10 years and it hasn't happened. So I need to focus on something else. And then that's when I, at the, around the end of the band is when I was, starting to get into 3d animation. Cause I just thought it was so cool. So then I shifted and I put all my attention on digital art and 3d stuff. And I got way into that. And then I couldn't make that work either. I like tried to do like a little business and do effects for some independent movies and stuff. And did a couple of things with that, but just could not make it work. And then I went, and then I was like, you know, and I 
had no money and I had to go get a job and I got laid off from my effects job. And I, and then I started working at Rick Baker's, which was really good. And, um, but I had Baker's. to, yeah, he's like the effect, the big effects, biggest effects. Oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Sorry, like it just guy. Yeah. And so face. I had to go in like at the, at a lower level than my abilities be though, because I was new. So i like just got in cause they needed a painter and just painting base colors, just really basic stuff. But I eventually worked my way into the sculpting department and became like, you know, one of the cool guys or whatever. But um, all that time I was trying to make the digital thing happen and I couldn't do that either. And then I started, I was just like, fuck, fuck all this shit. That's the motivating. What do I really want to do? You know, if I'm going to, what do I really want to do? And it was, and I was like, I just want to be a fine artist. That's really what I want to do. I want to paint. Mm -hmm. Or no, I wanted to sculpt at first. And then I was, and then I did a sculpture and it was like, I can't make a living doing this. It's too expensive. It takes too long. Yeah. So then I started painting and then that started kind of clicking. And, um, but anyway, uh, so I don't know how I, I, I interrupted you. You were, uh, uh, no, I'm, it was about 3d and stuff. It was the whole, it was the whole thing of, of like, you know, giving up. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 You, you're not being able to, uh, uh make the, Screen the NFT stuff work. Yeah, the screen print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave okay. that up because I, I just knew like that's never gonna happen. And it's just like I, it's just not for me. And I guess yeah, I yeah. Just figure that out at least, which is also <laughs> a good experience, I guess, and a good lesson. Yeah. You know when when to be defeated, I guess. You, you gotta know, to know your that. you gotta know your limitations in a way, right? What you're suited to. And it was funny, it's funny when I got into visual art from uh from uh, uh, music, it was like, I was way better at visual art than I was at music, mm -hmm. like as a player, like I was never, I was never like a great lead guitar player. I was, I'm, I'm a good rhythm guitar player and songwriter. I'm a good songwriter, but um, I was never, I never felt as natural on the guitar as I do with drawing or painting or sculpting. And it was just funny coming out of that. I'm like, how did I get so sidetracked from what I really am supposed to be doing? And it's like, cause I love music so much, you know, when you love something and you're a creative person, you want to do the thing that you love. Yeah. I know that feeling is extremely well. Like, <laughs> there's nothing I, I see, which I didn't know before. And, and when there is like that moment of, I want to, I want to be able to do that, yeah. <laughs> that and that and that too. Yeah. Oh, that's cool as well. Right. And, uh, I mean, by now I'm, I'm doing so much different stuff and sometimes I've, I say to myself like it's 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 gotten ridiculous really you have to stop starting <laughs> new stuff and i don't know like i guess that's just who i am by now and, and that's why i written i've written into my twitter bio like jack of many trades yeah because right <laughs> i've accepted by now that i i just can't be that one thing that that person that just focuses on perfection of one thing right. and i have i have a lot of respect of for for people who actually can do that like Bill Ellis, for example, is, is or, or Necro, the, these people are, are great examples for like, you know, taking one thing out of like a thousand of things, thousands of things, which you could yeah, make right. with the skills you have, but you, you decide to take that one little thing and drive it to perfection, right? which, right. which is great. And, and I, I, I really, yeah, I have a lot of respect for that. But to me, it's just like, if I do the same thing, like, over and over and over and over again at some point i'm, I'm just i don't know I, I don't feel it anymore and i need to step back from it and do something else right and by now my 
my days are usually like I, I wake up in the morning and sit on, on my computer and I think like, okay, I don't even think about it. I, I just open some project and start working on it. And, and right. the other, the next day it might be a song or it might be like a different project as so it's just like, you know, I, I just do whatever the instinct tells me to do. And, and I guess I just have to be fine with that and right. um, live with the fact that I don't have like that one specific style in art. Right. Uh, yeah. I guess that's all right. Well, yeah. And, but also, you know, you're pretty young. Right. I mean, you seem pretty young. I feel like a lot old, older than I actually am. But <laughs> what, just to be curious, uh, how, how old do you think I am? <laughs> That's a good question. Let's see. I don't know. Late 20s, <laughs> 30, early 30s, maybe. Yeah, I wish. No, it's getting to 34 and 35 in January. Actually. Oh, okay. So you're getting to, you're getting to that point there. Cause, cause yeah. what, what I noticed was what I guess my point was, um, uh, there was a point like the point where I focused on the fine art, the painting was like, mm -hmm. I, I had to make, and that was 33. That was when I was turned 33 is when I decided okay. I was going to start painting. And That's also quite like a, a late point to, yeah, to start totally. a completely new business, yeah. which you are yeah. dependent on, like with, with your rent and everything and your yeah. family. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I did seven years. I was like, for the first seven years, I was working in effects still. So I had like the day job that was paying. Oh, yeah. Off, All right. You okay. know, but so I was just like working two jobs, basically teaching myself to paint and stuff and mm -hmm. building building my career. But um, uh, but there was that point when I started painting and I and I realized, you know, when I really kind of asked myself, what do I want to do? What seems like it'd be the most fun thing to, to do without any financial considerations. And it was just like, you know, I want to paint monster stuff. I want to create monster stuff as fine art. And, um, and so maybe it's because the age or, or whatever, but I, I remember saying, okay, I really need to like drop the digital stuff, drop, you know, the mm. music stuff, drop everything else and just focus on this one thing. Because, because again, I was kind of doing a similar thing because I'm, I have all these very interests. I get really interested in different, mm -hmm. different things. Yeah, and, yeah. I've noticed before. Yeah. So I, um, I really was like, I made it was a, it was something I had to, to, to decide to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I felt like with monster stuff, I wouldn't get bored with it because, it seems like the most fun thing to do <laughs> that I can think of. So I think I can keep doing this and do variations of it to keep myself satisfied. Yeah. I mean, your work never, it never looks boring or bored to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. It's, it's Complete opposite. Yeah. If it's, I, I think I enjoy it. I still enjoy it. Like um, anyway. Uh, but so, so, so how did the, how you got successful with nfts i mean did it become how did it go i mean I've, I've had a moment last year when when it really took off for just a moment just a, like that little glimpse uh -huh. which gave me like that that hope that sh stuff is not going to be as shitty anymore financially. <laughs> and then it just vanished from one day to another really which was how long funny. did it yeah, how absolutely. long did it kind of last 
maybe two months or so okay and you're I mean, you... doing these scalopticon stuff oh yeah like yeah yeah all, yeah those uh, yeah those are the things i was talking about that, that yeah that, that's those one are really of the cool things. yeah thanks <laughs> yeah i mean i still like them a lot but yeah. um i love the the presentation is great too thank you it. man yeah really that cool means a lot that's i think those were the first things i saw actually uh, yeah that makes sense you know um it's they're very graphic you know i, I like it this is super cool yeah i mean it, it's basically like made to be a collectible kind of thing. right right yeah. they're almost like collectors they remind me of like collect art cards yeah right that, that was know? basically the, 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 the you know the, the inspiration for doing mm. that stuff and uh, when i made the first of these like like i made one series of of like you know um human human history human evolution skulls mm -hmm. yeah from like the, the first kind of ape right uh, until until the human skull and um or humanoid and um those didn't really work out i didn't sell any and and then i started to do the next one which was more like of a you know kind of had some ornament stuff and and and, and it was like a bit of different style style and one of these sold immediately and then like from there it, it just took off pretty much and there was like a collector's thing uh, involved like you know like a reward system where there's like gonna be a one one edition at the very end of of all these editions like 25 oh. editions completely oh cool and and uh like there's only gonna be one guy who's gonna have that very last reward and it turned out it's gonna it, it was two in the end i decided to to reward both people who actually collected all oh, of them. that's cool one of them actually was damn engine which which was on your podcast before oh cool well. <laughs> yeah he's, he's great. a great guy yeah super cool guy yeah absolutely i love his stuff as well but yeah yeah he's awesome and um yeah that really kicked off after a couple of drops and and those uh, those drops like started to sell out in like two two hours or so like 10 editions or sometimes 15 wow something wow and so that I must have been like, good. Hell, okay that's great <laughs> pretty good money right yeah actually I'm, i made some good money last year from from these and um then at some point it, it just uh, like from one day to another all the 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 major collectors who always like collected all of them were just like oh no sorry i'm done and i can't invest anymore and i'm mm. not selling anything either and blah right and uh yeah that was like the kind of the point when it came to a halt like really from one day to another and that i was baffled really like the hell <laughs> but, but as you know as as it comes it goes and and i guess that's that's what you have to deal with with the, within the nft and the crypto space and that's like the daily business well i mean even this is this is the same in the art world too you know i've i've yeah, had true. i've had collectors who are like i can't can't collect your art anymore like like they just you know it's like i've i have you know there's a point where especially with physical art it's it's like there's a point where you can't keep collecting because you have too much you know mm -hmm. so so i've had i have had you know collectors that gave me like two or three years they would collect my work consistently and then they're just gone you know and uh it's just part of the part of the deal and then you, you know yeah, so absolutely. you're always kind of trying to find new collectors as well uh, you know cultivate new collectors and it just mm -hmm. takes time and then and then on top of it the in the nft space it's just like 
all these uh, this other layers of weirdness on top of it. It's like the yeah, re- it's so like the regular better. art market, but just weirder and crazier. <laughs> <laughs> and and more anonymous, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's There's yeah, so that's much freaking strange people behind those pseudonyms on Twitter <laughs> where you sometimes think like who the fuck is this guy? Right. Like, like what the fuck does this guy look in person? And, yeah, there's and, so much. There's a lot of anonymity too, with even yeah. with the with the artists and with the collectors. And the, it, that's one thing yeah, I wasn't like, expecting, because uh, I've always been just open, used my my own name, never had that like hide behind the persona thing. I was always like out there. That was just what I had. The old to, school way. Yeah, it's like what I had to offer. It was like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be interactive with people i'm going to be active talk to people on social media and that was kind of which my... is great by the way i, th- I think like you, you just don't have to hide behind anything yeah and i just and i felt it felt to me and I, it's like i get it and it sounds really fun to have like a, an artist name and be kind of anonymous i get it and it sounds like i could see totally getting into that it, it would be fun like as a as a i don't know almost like as a performance art type thing in a way or as a way to play yeah yeah absolutely i, I mean th- there's definitely people in in the space who are big time doing that very right. successfully which yeah. i think is cool like if 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 it's well done and if there's like an actual character to it i i actually like that kind of yeah thing. yeah and so i i totally get it but for me i felt like for whatever reason i felt like it would be disingenuous like it's not something i would do as an artist it just mm-hmm. felt like that wouldn't be me you know i'm more of like a just an open person i guess it's just very down to earth guy i'd, I'd say and, yeah I, I guess but it's just it's like it just felt like i felt like you know after going through all that di- different stuff trying bands being in makeup effects and doing trying to be a 3d animation house and this and that it's like art was fine art was like okay this is where i'm gonna totally be myself 100%, totally be authentic, create from my heart 100%, not, you know, just totally keep it real. And so it just seemed natural to not have like a persona or a weird name. And I already have kind of a weird name anyway. So it right. Fun. I just wanted to say you've got the luck that you already have quite the artist name to be. Yeah, my yeah. girlfriend recently told me like, what really? That's his name. <laughs> I've been asked that so many times. Like if, if it's a, a fake name and I'm like, no, <laughs> I just got lucky, I guess it's weird. But um, so, so, so anyway, yeah, so so that was, that was a weird thing coming into the Twitter space and the NFT space and seeing all the the whole thing about like doxing, people not wanting to people know their real name and, ha- and it was like Yeah, yeah. I, I mean get- there's a reason behind some of it yeah. and and I'm totally on board with that because yeah. I was actually a bit like so negatively surprised that we're going to do like the the video thing today because I thought it's just going to be audio Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck, no, I'm going to have to show my face. Well, I mean, I, I could I could not fucker. I could not post it on YouTube if you if you want. No, it's, no, it's, it's mainly it's for the audio. The YouTube's like an, and it's it's like I'm building the YouTube channel. It's only got a couple hundred followers. It's not a it's not a big thing, but I could not I could leave it off if you want. No, no, it's it's totally fine. It's uh, you got to face your fears. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely one of them. Yeah, <laughs> totally cool. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so it was weird seeing, you know, collectors buying from you and then not knowing their names. 
you know, it's like they're real names. I'm just not used to it. It's a different world. And uh, it's it, just it, one guy. Sorry to interrupt you. There is just this one guy um, who's calling himself unknown collector. Uh-huh. He's a big name by now and uh, awesome guy, by the way. And uh, he was the one that uh, collected f- my f- f- uh, first stuff on foundation. And um, he chose that name to be, I mean, yeah, the name is program. He just doesn't want to be known. Right. He doesn't even want to do chats because people could recognize his voice, I guess. And, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I totally respect that, but he's yeah. extremely supportive of the of the space. And, and it's kind of cool. It's sort of cool. It's kind of cool to be like an anonymous person that's just supporting artists. You, I mean, I, I, I get it. I totally get it. It's like, I, yeah, there's always some kind of, of mystery spark behind. Yeah. Me and... It's funny. I feel like I'm sort of from a I'm just like from an older generation. So this is a new thing for me, but at the time for me to be like the open guy, that was a new thing. And like, that was a new generation thing. When I started, like the artists before me were very mysterious. You couldn't get in touch with them. It was like, I'm talking about like, you know, seventies, eighties, sixties, even it was like the artist was, was like kind of kept by the gallery and kept from direct connection with the fans so to be like to be online and to be connected with your collectors was like and to be open and talking to people was like kind of the new thing mm-hmm. and, and like a on, a on more of like a cutting edge way for an for a fine artist to be and now in this space it's like the opposite kind of and it's just now i'm like feeling like the old guy and this is the new thing and it's all good i don't give a shit but it's just it was interesting um just how interesting how things uh change like that it was one more thing to get used to but that's what's fun and exciting about it it's so different and weird i like that you know it's just so honest i i fucking hated twitter because before before i started the nft stuff and and i was oh yeah me too we're gonna do a twitter account like i always thought it's so fucking stupid man yeah i hated and and that was my least favorite politics and 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 just shit talking everywhere and I, i really don't have to be in connection with that but um yeah there was no way around it doing the nft thing and um i've grown to like it actually oh, even yeah. though i i really don't i really don't um use it for like the typical you know apart from the nft space i really don't use it at all yeah me too yeah i don't i stay out of politics and yeah it's fine yeah, right. you just got no cu- point in all that shit. yeah you just got to curate your feed and it's all just amazing art you know it's all just like cool art and nft yeah, stuff i've and... discovered so many great artists in this i place. know it's so much inspiration really like yeah man. yeah it's cool. so many good artists out there and and I'm, as i said before i'm always like oh fuck i want to try this and i want to yeah. try that as well <laughs> sometimes it can be a bit too much i guess yeah so what's your what are your um well did you ever did your sales pick up are you still in in the in a sales slump because most people I know right now are not selling at all. <laughs> yeah. No, no. For me, it's 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 been the same for the last, I don't know, half year or so. It's been very quiet. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, every, I mean, some every, of these... everybody's waiting for it to pick back up. You know, who knows when it's going to Yeah, gonna yeah. Be. I'm sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back in to some extent. It's always an up and down in this space anyway. And yeah. I guess you just have to deal with that. And um you know, it's 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 always to me. I guess it's also a positive thing that 
that like there is times when when I have an obvious motivation to do something to focus on something else apart from the NFT stuff again because it's very quiet. Then mm. I can go back to music or or go back to whatever right. whatever it is I just feel like doing at that moment. And to me, that's always a good catalyst for like getting rid of of, of some of the frustration or some of like the the um, the feeling of being stuck in in what you're doing. And right. like finding fresh motivation and, and loosen things up a bit again. I think right. that's important, at least to me, it is to to be able to make to make good art and, and not going crazy by doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because so, I'm, I'm. No, go ahead. I'm, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I've, I'm not sure how it is for other artists, but for me, it's always kind of a kind of a drama to to create as well, because Sometimes I get stuck with technical stuff that's frustrating. And sometimes I'm I'm just like, like it's it's not going where where you wanted to go and stuff like that. And I don't know. To me, it's always been hard, and it's always been kind of a yeah. There's a certain kind of drama and 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 pain to it for me, which is part of the deal, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I can be quite consuming especially with 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 the music productions fucking hell the last album production was was going through hell for me it was really? hell right yeah absolutely man. oh man i love i that's the one thing i mean i always love performing live super fun playing in a band when your band is really good and well rehearsed it's so much fun but but the one i love i've always been like a studio kind of guy i love recording i love recording i fucking hate it i know <laughs> that's the thing it's like a lot there's it seems like there's and it's, it's most of the bands well not a lot of the bands that i really like are from that kind of like indie punk era and mm-hmm. for them re- albums were to promote their live gigs and they were a live band it was yeah. like they just did an album to promote the to get people to the show yeah and so their albums were like not produced that great and they were usually <laughs> done really fast um but i always love i love just the process of recording to me is so fun the building where you're kind of building on layers of starts to sound you know i mean yeah essentially it is and 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 i absolutely loved it when i started to get into it but but yeah (laughs) too much of a good thing (laughs) maybe i I was just too much like drowning in perfectionism oh yeah and you know like losing yourself in little details that doesn't matter that don't matter in the end and that was like the that's grown to be like a very a very destructive force for me i guess and also like that was that one piece i i put on on foundation which actually got uh, bought purchased by by the unknown collector guy mm-hmm. which is called the last philosopher like this animated 3d piece mm-hmm. and that was the first time i i i tried to animate like a, a still image Mm-hmm. Um, with lots of layers of cloud videos and stuff like that, and oh yeah, yeah, I made some mistakes on 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 the way there, like with different frame rates of different videos and different qualities and stuff. And and at some point, my After Effects just drove me insane. Man. <laughs> there were some little glitches in there, and, and oh I saw, right, I, I did. Where wasn't that in the in the chat? Weren't you like? Oh, you were already in there. Yeah, weren't you posting like I can't get this to line up and it's jumping yeah, and man. there's this weird beam of light coming through and you can figure it out. 
<laughs> yeah, and it turned out I just the only thing I had to do to fix it was just restart my fucking computer. <laughs> must have been there must have been some kind of glitch in the in the cache, and it showed it like oh wherever I opened it, it was still in there. And after I restarted, <laughs> everything was fine, and I was trying to figure that out for hours and hours, and fucking destroyed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's digital digital art. yeah i remember this yeah this is great uh yeah that's that's oh man it's maddening it's mad yes stuff like that can be so fucking frustrating especially <laughs> if you put like a week of work into it oh yeah that very last little bit you just can't get it to work, <laughs> you can't get it to work. it's so close <laughs> but man when you when you do you just want to be done with this yeah. fucking thing and then but when you do get it it's like ah it feels so good to finally get it done yeah like, yeah absolutely every every time i've done the one of my animations now and i finally get the audio synced up and everything is looping perfectly and yeah, there's not a, a glitch yeah it's such a it's like uh because i was having trouble with frame rates and stuff too because it's like you know everything defaults to 29.97 and i was just like yeah. i was relearning after effects after 20 years so it was like I was having trouble with glitches and, and stuff and I finally kind of figured it out. But um, so is that what you're comp compose uh, doing your, your comps in or your layering and after effects? Uh, by now, mostly. Yeah. I started uh, doing video stuff in premiere pro actually a yeah. couple of years ago. That's, that's what I bands. use. Yeah. I use premiere and after effects. Yeah. I actually prefer after effects by now. And, and um it, it got a long time and it took me a long time to get into it but uh it's it's a great program but also it's that fucking adobe cloud i mean it it causes so much trouble all the time i think i know like, they keep changing it man it's like once a month yeah, they've all, all the time man. the program looks completely different yeah and 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 like there's suddenly it does different stuff with different commands and shit and you <laughs> want to get back to normal and then you have to google that shit and it's i know annoying and unnecessary sometimes. nobody's happy with it i never hear anybody talk yeah. about how happy they are that that the program's always getting updated yeah same i, I guess uh, i don't know sometimes i tell myself that's just my inability and, and my um knowledge of, of the program but right. then I, I read stuff from pros that just say the same thing yeah and it, it's just a bug it just doesn't work and that's just the, the end of it and right yeah nothing you can do it's just like having to find workarounds all the time which is yeah. fucking annoying <laughs> but but yeah for animation for still animation and stuff like that it can be really great and that last piece i did like the the, the statue of liberty piece yeah yeah that's super cool. um yeah I, I i actually love that piece and and uh yeah it turned out exactly the way i wanted it to without yeah. big trouble this time and i was really happy oh that's that. good yeah <laughs> i learned a lot from that other piece <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you have any um uh i know your your girlfriend probably needs to go to sleep we're, we're up at about two hours right now do you have any uh oh she already is in bed anyway uh, <laughs> well do you have any um I don't know what are what are, do you have future plans for your artwork or the NFT space or your band or what do you got kind of coming up in your future? Good do you question. Have big goals I mean, just, or anything? Or are you just kind of going with it? 
I think that the time for big goals is has passed for me. Like <laughs> I've, I've reached some of the goals I've set for myself with the band and uh, with the music. And of, of some of those goals, I've grown really tired, to be honest, like over the years. And um, I don't know, my goal is just find finding as much peace as I can in everything I do. And, and like in my living situation, I'm, I'm very... Um, very sensitive towards noise by now and i always try to like find a better apartment or like trying to find a house finally mm-hmm. which is affordable you know that you don't have the neighbor's noise and all that shit right i fucking hate that <laughs> but um yeah i mean that's my goal by now like everything i do trying to find as much peace as i can and, and as much freedom and and um what's the word independency to to, to like you know independence to to be able to do what you want without being restricted by by all those many things that society wants to put on you right well and getting back into music again like live shows which is happening actually which is cool how are you starting to play again yeah we've played a couple of shows uh since this year again which which were great really like good experiences and oh cool next we next year we're flying to iceland to play a show which is great oh wow that's cool yeah some some touring coming up next year as well and yeah i'm, I'm glad oh. this is happening again it's, it's always a good you know like a good balance between the visual art right yeah it's cool that you got both that's one thing i wanted to do with the nfts or i i I have been doing, but they've been mostly like just weird sounds that I've been animating my uh, with my NFTs. But yeah, yeah, right. My the goal would be to you know do create my own music and then use that for 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 my NFTs. Make you know for an animated thing that would be really fun. Um, So I'll have a reason (laughs) to get back into music. Yeah, because it's like I've you know. I, I know a little bit about recording and, um, you know, I could still play and, uh, I just, you know, it's like, I gotta, I have to make money. Everything do has to make money cause it's so expensive and I've got, you know, my business running. So yeah, I know the feeling, you know, so it would be cool to have, to have a reason to do music. I hate, it sounds bad to say that, but it's like, no, no, I totally get it. It's kind of the reality. It's like, it's, I gotta, I gotta make money with it. I don't have, I, right. I don't have spare time to just do fun things <laughs> that's why it's like yeah it's, it's the same for me it's, it's always this this kind of point like whatever i'm doing when it comes to art at some point it has to be lucrative as well because like i can't live on just right having fun right right yeah so that's but it's like reality. in a way though it's um you know it's kind of like you're gaming the system in a way like you're not having to work somewhere you don't if you can work that out, that's like the the ultimate thing. If you're creating what you want and making money from it, that's kind of the dream, really, you know? Which we're all living, I guess, to some extent. I mean, yeah, there's always like there's always up and downs in, in this kind of thing as well. Sometimes yeah. you don't enjoy it or you don't enjoy the whole process. Like there's shit you don't like doing, yeah. but you still have to. I mean, that, that's always part of the whole thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I'm extremely grateful to be able to do what I'm doing and and not having to work for some some yeah for some shitty place I don't like or yeah. having to go to work every day and 
you know, like there is so much resentment and, and negativity and that kind of stuff for so many people. And yeah. It's just yeah. disgusting. And, yeah. and also sad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, makes people miserable. So, yeah. I mean, let's just be grateful for the, for the great opportunity of being artists, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we're lucky for sure. Do you have any uh, plans for new, specific new NFTs or anything? I'm always working on stuff, to be honest. I have this fucking, um, this generative, uh, uh, generative oh, I guess, right. uh, project with these skulls I've been doing. Oh, okay. Which I've put a lot of effort into already, but uh, I've, I've never been sure so far where to put it and, and how much of them I want to generate in the end. And um, it, it, there's a lot of potential in there, but yeah, I guess there's also the what, generative stuff. There's like the, the thin line between you want to try to blow it up and then you have to have like a whole marketing team. Like uh, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. this fucking shit, and and I'm just not up for that. I know exactly. That's what uh, uh fr my friend it is the the um, toddler toddler pillars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen these, which are great. By yeah, the way, yeah. Although, I've I've listened to to that. Uh, oh, to you that, listened to that uh, episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was just saying it's so much work. It's so much right, and so much responsibility as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can't focus on anything else when you do stuff like that. I am not into that at all in the slightest, no, no, but it's like, I would love to do something with, you know, I've said it a million times on here. It's like, my stuff is just so suited to that. Yeah. true. Cause there's head and shoulder it's portrait. It's, it's all different characters. And I know I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, hopefully I'll eventually do it at some point, but there's no way in hell. I'm going to do it anytime soon because there's, I can, I can deal with it. Not with all the other stuff I got going on. Maybe I'd have to like partner with somebody and let them deal with all that or something, but then you have to find someone you trust. It's not going to yeah, right. that's, rip that's you off for me. or, right. or screw your whole reputation up in the community, mm -hmm. you know, just by doing a shitty job. Yeah. Right. You know, or, you, or like scam you or whatever. Or there's scam so you. There's a million different things that can happen. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think like FX hash could be a, a cool place to, to put something like that, which was like my original deal for the, for that skull project. Yeah. What is FX hash? I don't even know what that is. Is that just like a, one of the platforms? It's of... like, I think it's still in beta mode or, or not anymore by now. I'm not sure, but uh, it's like a Tezos platform, Okay. which is based on, you basically just uh, put your generated like setup as a zip file in, into their system, I think, and, and the rest uh, it does by itself. Like oh, so so you do. You kind like, of have to pre-generate it, like like put all the layers in the right order and stuff like that. So you create like fifty different things based on all your different layers. Right. You manually do it, which right. I think is cool. I think that's fine. I mean, that seems fun to me. But and then the, and then and then you have uploaded a zip file, and then it distributes them. I mean, it actually generates uh, as many as you want from from those layers. Like you, you could do like, wait, let's it, say five. It five generates them. It yeah, generates yeah, right. the different looks. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. So you put in the different layers and make right, them right. work together in in any variation possible, and and if that works out, then uh, the the system does the rest for you. But I think you have to set up like a, a generative. Uh, 
um, uh, text file which gives all the commands like what to do how many uh, uh, okay like, oh, okay okay stuff like that yeah you need but, a, uh, you yeah, need a coder I, I for that i think right no no not really <laughs> no? there's actually there's one guy who does templates for it which basically you just have to put in the right um you know the values you want stuff to be like uh-huh. which is super basic you don't have to know any code for that oh, that's and cool. uh, yeah I, I did some tests on that and it actually worked really well so that's where I wanted to put it, but the big crux on, on this uh, platform is that it, it, all the layers have to be restricted by 20 megabytes. <laughs> oh, really? Like the whole project needs to fit into 20 megabytes. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there's ways to, to down compress stuff uh, to like a couple of kilobytes, I guess, per layer. And I tried, tried all that stuff out and uh, yeah. But, but there's a restriction. Like that's a, a, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a huge, uh, huge limitation. Huge restriction, absolutely. Yeah. But, but it's, it, it's also a cool challenge and, and it restricts you to just only do that and, and not go overboard with it. And I think right. I, I kind of that approach as well. So yeah. I guess that's, that's where my, my skulls are headed at some point when they're ready. Cool. And by that, apart from that, I'm just always working on, on, on my other like series like the nameless stuff there's a new one in the works oh cool yeah regularly dropping dropping those dystopian pieces as well are you are these all pre-designed like do you have sketches that you like you already have a bunch figured out and then it's just no no i'm them or you just kind of do them when you feel like doing them like design them and come up with new ones and uh it 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 works uh, both ways i think like sometimes it's like at this moment of oh fuck with with this uh, this uh, statue of liberty oh, the yeah. land of the free peace yeah yeah uh, i just read those headlines about the, the school shooting and mm-hmm. and i suddenly had this this picture in my head right and, yeah I, I i just sat down and started working on it right away that's cool and yeah but but a lot of the times it's just like stuff that pops into my head like different pictures and variations and and i just write down a couple of keywords onto my phone or something mm-hmm. or like ma- even make a folder in in the project folder like a subfolder with with a title in it like a word mm-hmm. title so i would remember the idea later on if, if i find the time to work on it. it it's it's all yeah it's all based on keywords i i'm, I'm not a sketch guy at all i hate oh sketches. really yeah wow. okay that's something i could never deal with even really. though you were i thought you were drawing since you were a little kid and stuff yeah but i i was always like like drawing from from reference i, I was always oh, okay really bad at just drawing from from my mind mm-hmm. like, it never worked like that for me mm-hmm. and, and yeah, i yeah. fucking love if people can do that like i know a lot I, of people I to I, do that yeah i know a lot of people my dad was like that he was reference for everything you know oh, really yeah yeah you mean your stepdad yeah my stepdad yeah he would Photo, oh wow always photo reference because i saw his stuff that and like it, it's that very surreal kind of yeah i mean he would elaborate on it he would use just a figure oh, okay. and then you know add on top of that but he was like a, a reference guy for sure okay you know i know a lot of artists like that that need reference and it's like that's just the way some people work you know i use reference when i need it or when i when i'm stuck you know i use it um quite a bit but i can sketch to where i don't you know i can get the ideas down without it yeah, i could never do that like it, it, it just looks so crappy I'm, I'm just like there's no point in even. <laughs> so you're creating you don't have sketches 
You know, no, sketches. No, no, no. Wow, you're just creating the digital scenes. Yeah, yeah. From, from nothing. I mean, I, to your right, imagination, I, I guess. Yeah, I really have these these moments of like, there's that pictures out of out of nothing. Just that picture pops into my head. And, oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, and the the good thing by now is, I guess I can just like remember it even months later i can, oh, wow. I can remember it and, and just like basically start working on it if i want to so you need to write down like you yeah you i'm you're writing a, t- a key phrase to remember it kind of you write yeah, it down sometimes your, it's just a like a code for your brain <laughs> to access <laughs> yeah, something it like, <laughs> something like that it, which is i guess strange in some way but it works it but for sense. these nameless pieces it's it's extremely different like th- there's nothing at all I, I just start from absolute scratch with nothing at all wow wow and, and just and that's why they are so fucking time intensive because right. like i start anywhere with like a piece of photography like some shape i like or whatever or color and and it's just starting like start to fractalize stuff and and, and arrange it and, and it just takes fucking i don't know like i, I spend probably around 40 50 hours in, in each of those pieces wow and, and then there's always that moment where i think like it looks like shit and i can't make it work and <laughs> no matter what i do i turn it like upside down right. and it still like shit but then something like at some point it always works out in the end right and that makes it so rewarding i guess yeah yeah yeah, the struggle makes it rewarding. Yeah, a lot of times. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was really great. Yeah, talking it to was you. a, it was a pleasure, man. Absolute so yeah, pleasure. two hours just over two hours just flies by. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where can people see your work? I'll put it in the in the description, but tell people that don't want to look uh i, I guess uh, my website is always pretty up to date i try to to keep it to keep it up to date as possible as much as possible it's it's uh, csaros.com pretty easy csaros.com uh, right there's all like a couple of my freelance stuff is on there a couple of my bone stuff and uh yeah all the all the nft stuff of course so yeah i guess that's the best overview of all the shit i'm doing like at least to apart from the music <laughs> yeah how do they find your your what's the best place to hear your band um i guess also the website I, i'd say which is uh, the band name is s c h a m m a s c h dot com cool all right well thanks again don't hang up after i stop recording but thank you for coming on the podcast great talking to you and uh say you have to say goodbye audience that's the last thing thanks for listening